How's it going, guys? Crypto Bud here for today. Hopefully, you guys are having a great day. Um, in this video, I'm going to talk about one of the biggest problems or threats that we have in the crypto space, which is the delisting of coins on your favorite exchanges. And as you guys already know, um, I've already talked about the SEC and specifically about their definition of securities in the last time where we had the SEC ruling here. And this is actually going to be a huge one because BitShares got delisted. Um, I believe yesterday and uh, as I was going over the news and analyzing um, the reasons for it, uh, it it was very it was a very surprised decision because um, at some point I was looking at BitShares as a potential coin that could definitely be good holding for the long term. Now one of the things that I really want to emphasize guys is that we are entering into a regulatory space where the rules and the policies of government are going to change the way we look at cryptocurrencies in the next couple of years and when I say that I'm not saying that lightly I'm saying that that unfortunately due to the increasing um, ICOs due to the changing landscape in government I think that the hammer is going to come down and it's going to come down fast and hard now I'm not trying to spread FUD here although it may sound like it but what I'm here to do is um, figure out exactly um, which coins to avoid so that if the regulatory landscape gets worse uh, you are not going to get caught holding the bag and I'm not get caught holding the bag on coins that we believed were good long term now just to give you a little perspective of how this regulation works the SEC has ruled that um, governments that certain coins specifically ICOs are not may be considered to be securities and that doesn't limit it to the existing tokens I think there's a little bit of confusion regarding that and a lot of people believe that it's just regulated to the ICOs um, I don't think they're gonna stop there I think what's gonna happen is that they're slowly trying to understand the blockchain technology and figuring out which coins have technically are deemed securities. so what's gonna happen is in the next couple of months and potentially within the year the government's going to look at all the coins and it's going to say you know what these are definitely securities these are not securities and we're going to start asking the exchanges to begin to file um, specific laws and regulations to fit their compliance and uh, for those of you guys who are not aware of that there is a um, whole securities law that that kind of goes with it where coins that fall under the securities platform the exchanges have to fill out certain requirements and certain uh, uh, agreements that would list them as securities and so that's where the problem lies now let's take a look at what happened with BitShares first because um, I think we were all kind of caught off guard that Bittrex would delist that one and I think they're doing it because it's more of a proactive approach. I don't think it's relating to the SEC specifically requesting them to take it off. Now, again, I could be completely wrong with that. But from my understanding, there has not been a formal statement from the SEC regarding delisting existing tokens. I think they're just doing that because if they do come in one of these days and they ask them, OK, you're, you're, you're selling this token. Uh, and we think it's a security you have violated 15 or 20 laws they are dealing with that so again that's that's what the exchanges are trying to do right now to prevent them from getting shut down um, and hopefully and having their, their their entire business collapse underneath them so first of all there was BitShares was not the only exchange uh, uh, a coin that was delisted there was actually other ones but I'm gonna focus on BitShares because it was actually one of the top uh, 40 coin top 20 coins top 40 coins on market coin market cap which is very surprising because I would expect them to delist some of the lower tier names. But the fact that they actually did it with the higher tier names 
tells you that they're they're not going to hesitate to get rid of some of their money makers as well all right so let's take a look at BitShares real quick and if I go down here okay BitShares is actually ranked 26 on a coin market cap and it definitely has been taking a huge loss because of that now if you go ahead and click on BitShares there's a little bit of information about potential theories as to why it went down and you can see from here BitShares had a nice run and all of a sudden it's just dead because of this whole fiasco now uh, let's take a look at the um, the reddit real quick if you guys take a look at it here we've got a couple people saying that the SEC has begun to purge the cryptocurrencies by targeting Bitrix um, people are, are panicking right now because they don't know what to do with all that money they sunk in and now it's like poof, gone and so um, let's just let's just take a look at the website to see what happens okay all right, so BitShares really what it came down to was um, it was going to be a way for for to decentralize an exchange, and they're going to offer a bunch of financial services, including exchange and banking on a blockchain. So pretty much they're trying to be like a you know a one stop shop for um, trading in currencies in and out. And so one of them was um, buy a BitShares, and then you get a euro, and then they would reserve it, and then it's a decentralized exchange, which means that they would hold the fiat currency until the currency stabilizes and give you BitShares in return. Uh, it was going to be um, uh, a, a, a recurring payment. You can actually withdraw your fiat currency. You had a rewards program. It had a, a stakeholder-approved funding model, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I think this is what actually happened. Again, I could be completely wrong with this, and you guys can comment on this below, but the name BitShares automatically implies that you're investing into a some sort of company that has a payout. And if there, there, there was this, this kind of saying that if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, but it is in the duck, most likely it's still a duck, right? So what they were trying to do was they were trying to become a, a decentralized exchange with um, this idea of keeping the shared models with, um, with uh, just like a, like a securities. And so if you click on this one, stakeholder approved uh, funding model, it says it was designed to be self-funding and self-sustaining by giving the stakeholders power to direct what the blockchain resources are spent. They have a pool of 1.2 million bid shares that automatically grow, and then every day they would spend that, um, that would money, they would pay that money, and then they would um, put that back into the workers, and then the workers would have a vesting balance, uh, and then it would say here something about sorted by stakeholder approval. And that money would get paid to the workers. The workers would vest, and then they would have a a set by delegates. A percentage would be of the budget is going to the block. They would pay it back, and it would kind of go back into this pool. And it, okay, so in a nutshell, really, what it came down to was that it was very similar to a securities type organization where they had like a kind of a board of directors. Um, which were these delegates that they would say is this here a worker is an elected position that is paid to fund the new blockchain infrastructure their employment specifies a date it's almost kind of like a employee here and then they would be and then they would have a budget of 43 432 BTC paid to the all workers and then this is where it gets interesting it says the workers are automatically sorted by net shareholder approval and paid into until the daily budget runs out 
Now this sounds very similar to what they call a board of directors in a securities in a, in a regular Fortune 500 company where you have a board of directors, you get shareholders who get voted on and then they kind of run the company and then they pay pay you out and then what ends up happening is everybody gets a cut of it. So it would say here that they're an elected position and they would pretty much um, have a vesting period for the funds and then they would assure their stakeholders that they would have a long-term commitment and that it would prevent from the world blah 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 so anyway the, the the point i'm trying to make here is that when you have a structure set up this way where it's supposed to be self-funding and the way it gets self-funding is you have this like organization that runs the company and then you got stakeholders in this case it's supposed to be shareholders but they call it stakeholders which is the same thing really and they all kind of vote which in a shareholder they do because again i worked in finance I, I was i was definitely in equities and i understand how this control is when you have a middle layer of management that controls the operation of a company by definition, it's acting like a security. And so the SEC basically looks at this and it's going to say, wait a minute, guys, you guys are telling me that you are running it like a shareholder company, like a regular Fortune 500. Why are you calling it stakeholder? Why are you calling it um, uh, these fixed supplies reserve pools? Why don't you just call it the treasury system, right? And, and and so then they, they kind of ask the question is why do you why are you doing this cryptocurrency when you could just go ahead and list as a regular company right and so basically what happens is that for BitShares is that I think this one had a very very clear um, indication that it was it could be classified as looking back at it that it could be classified as a security now if you kind of go back a little bit again the name is definitely not something that I am. I think they just put a target on themselves by saying calling it bit shares. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So in a nutshell, that's basically what it comes down to. And so I I personally think that Bitrix did not delist it just because they were their competition. I, I don't think they ever intended to. They would have delisted a long time ago. They wouldn't have actually put them on the chain. I think it's because they're afraid that they will get um, looked at. And what's going to happen is they're going to find Bitrix a boatload of money just because they are not in compliance with um, the SEC or any sort of security. Okay. All right. So now what lessons can we learn from this? What, what are some other companies that we can generate a list from and try to prevent um, this type of situation? Because if you were invested in BitShares and all of a sudden the SEC cracks down on this, you basically lose almost everything because at that point you can't exchange your token for fiat. It doesn't matter whether you have a decentralized exchange or not. The market perception is going to be zero, right? So let's move on to our next item. Now, when we're talking about cryptocurrencies, right, you want to avoid companies that actually have this kind of shared model. So in other words, they have a board of directors, they have a CEO, which is their founder, and then you want to avoid any sort of voting or any sort of situation where the company is having this management layer that dictates the profits of the company and then you in turn get a profit of that company that's not what the intent of cryptocurrencies was supposed to be the intent of cryptocurrencies was to create decentralized um, currencies 
not necessarily <laughs> making them into securities and then doing ICOs with them. Now, here's another one that I, I, I'm thinking that it's going to go in. Now, when you go on to cryptocurrency uh, coinmarketcap.com, there's an easy way of going into the top 100 coins, right? So if you click on top 100 coins, these are the coins that are tried and true and that are considered to be, um, well, you still have to kind of take a look at the ones that are they're they're mineable and the one not mineable. There is these coins that are called tokens, and the token ones are a little different because these are actually called utility tokens. And under SEC regulations, it's okay to have tokens that have utility, because at that point you're not using it as a store of like a security, like an ownership of an asset. But what you're doing is you're using the token to actually do something with it. So I think that to be on the safe side are going to be coins that you can actually use not coins that you're keeping just to have it go have it appreciate in value and then you you know elect people to manage it and things like that okay now the other one i think that's going to be on the hot list and i'm sure i'm surprised they haven't looked into it yet it's going to be bitconnect okay now i know some people are probably invested in bitconnect but i'm gonna give you a little idea for this one bitconnect is an, a good example of something if i were the sec i would very i would pay very close attention to this one because BitConnect operates on a lot of the same features I was talking about earlier. Okay. Now, if you kind of go back into a little bit on BitConnect, let me just go in here to the website and you can see BitConnect. Uh, what is BitConnect coin? Okay. BitConnect is an open source uh, cryptocurrency, which I think we all know that is. It says it gives you the financial freedom to practice centralized banking, but then it says here that um, empowers you with an open source platform. It boosts your finances with a maximum of coin limitation, which we already know. Um, it actually allows you to grow quick profit, what is practical and attainable. Um, and then it talks a little bit about how BitConnect can be used to store your wealth. And then it says something kind of interesting here. The moment you acquire BitConnect coin, it becomes an interest-bearing asset with a 120% per year. It is that simple. Congratulations on taking initiative to be your financial firm. So I'm not saying here that BitConnect is going to um, be anything relating to the SEC. All I'm saying is that when you're looking at coins that are going to offer you specifically, um, uh, let's just say that they're going to offer you some sort of guaranteed return of 120% uh it, it, it kind of it kind of screams a little bit about regulation okay now again you got to be real careful with coins that are identifying themselves as giving you a rate of return because definitely the price is definitely good I mean it's got a market cap of almost one billion dollars and all of that I think that if you take a look at BitConnect in general okay it's actually traded on on it's not traded on the US exchanges so just because it's it's in there and so it's on BCC exchange Nova coin Nova exchange and Livecoin, but it has this kind of like smell to it where it distributes um, some sort of profit to you on an interest bearing account and again it could be a securities kind of type of where it kind of gives like a dividend and there's no utility for it so it's just basically going to be like some sort of you know, uh, money that gets kind of shuffled around. So I, I would kind of be, let's just say, cautious with this one. 
Um, without going into the other ones, I mean, that's something that I'm kind of trying to generate a list of coins that I would kind of avoid. Um, Bitcoin definitely is not one of them because Bitcoin does not make money off of it. So if you're looking for coins that are, are classified into this idea that they're not securities, Bitcoin would not be one of them. Okay, because Bitcoin is basically a cryptocurrency and it's a store of value, but the value, there's nobody owning the cryptocurrency. It's basically, there's no profit being put out. So this one would not be classified as a security. Same thing with Ethereum. Ethereum is a token used and it you know, provides you with a smart contract. That's a utility token and it doesn't have um, a, a distribution model where you're earning interest or any of those type of things. Uh, Ripple is another one. Definitely, this is not a security. This is definitely um, a coin that is centralized, but it has a utility to it again. Same thing with Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, um, Dash. Uh, Dash has the master nodes, and that one I would say that it's still not considered to be a utility token. I mean, a, a security. But if they kind of use the um, this one, I, I I kind of I kind of because it does give out the the master nodes. I think this one's a little different because you're using the master nodes and you and you get paid for that. So you're you're basically hosting something for it. So I think that one's fine. <coughs> Same thing with NAM. NAM actually gives out a little bit of payout, but again, it's mainly to stake. And I don't think this is classified as a security. Uh, NEO, it's kind of interesting because NEO actually has a, it, <laughs> and I, you know, I hate to say it, guys, on this channel, but NEO was at shares, and I think they did it for a reason. I think they switched over because they didn't want to be classified as a security. But I mean, I'm not going to say much about NEO, but all I can say is that. It's 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 treading a very fine line here between what is security and what's not. So this one, I I'd be very I I don't think they would delist Neo, but at the same time, it's like um, I I kind of sometimes wonder a little bit about their their structure, and hopefully they're thinking about kind of restructuring some of the language a little bit. Okay, Monero definitely is not it, and if you go down the line here, I think most of these are going to be safe. All right, guys. Well, that was my that was the basically the gist of it. If you find any coins that have the following three features, number one is that they have some sort of management layer that kind of dictates and gets voted on, kind of like a, like a stock, like an equity. Another one is that if the profits are coming from an entity that drives the profit notes, they're making all the, all the decisions. Kind of like when you have like Microsoft, for example, it's their board of directors and then their CEO and everybody making this to drive the price higher. That's two. That's another requirement. And the third requirement is that um, it was actually de dealing with the Howey test. Um, so let me let me just kind of go in because I, I totally forgot the other one, but uh, I'll type it in for you guys so you guys can see. Okay, so the Howey test. Okay, it's from the it, it's this is this is from the SEC specifically. Um, so the Howey test, and this is to actually make sure that you're in compliance. It says a security has a description of the company's um, a description of being uh, of the security being offered, uh, and it's right here. Okay, it is an investment of money. Well, I guess mostly all crypto is. There is an expectation of profit uh, from the investment. So basically, it could be in a form of a dividend or it could be a form of them making some money and then returning it back to their shareholders. Um, the investment is in a common enterprise. Um, it's basically being that you're putting it in, back into the company and any profit comes from the efforts of a promoter or a third party. So basically, um, 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of, this is really a general one, but I mean, if you kind of think about it for a second, I mean, it kind of applies to a lot of things. So yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, anyway, um, hopefully this didn't put a damper a little bit, but again, be careful with the coins that you're, 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 you're investing in and hopefully that uh, this kind of shits a little light about the whole thing. All right, guys, Crypto Bud out. Have a great day.